boy, Tommy D. You know where I am coming at you from the top of my house. That's right. The attic. Today, I got a great friend of mine. I'm super excited to have Michael Katakis. I'll have Michael jump in in the conversation in a second. But I just want to say what I like to say at the beginning of the show is welcome to the show. So here we go. Many of you know me. You're aware of me. You're aware of my passion, my concern, my interest, my my goal to amplify the message of the nonprofit sector. And specifically, each week from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., we got a bit of a late start this morning, but typically from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., we go live here on talkradio.nyc and also on Facebook Live. I'm ridiculously passionate about getting the message out on on organizations. And each week I bring on a leader of an organization. It might be the founder and it might be the executive director. It might be one and the same. We'll talk about their challenges, what they've had to come through, the, the goals, the ambition of the organization, the history of the organization, the programs and where they're going. So what we're going to do is today I'd like to introduce my friend, um, it, it's funny how things happen in life. Michael and I, by the way, Michael, I let my hair down because I knew you'd have your hair down. So I figured usually I put it up in a little rubber band and stuff. But, you know, for those of you only listening, you know, Tommy D's hair is down today. And Michael and I got the long hair going. So um, I figured if I put the tie on, it still looks like I'm a pro. still look more professional. Up, right? so, uh, so Michael and I met because uh, we have a family foundation in memory of my cousin and um I had called him one day and I said, we don't know each other, but I have a check for you. And that's always a way to get a new friend. I found out in life is if you say you have a check for somebody, they're, they're welcoming you into their life pretty quickly. So Michael Katakis, my buddy, Spirit of Huntington Arts Center. You know, look, tell, I, I just want to hear the story. I, I, we're going to talk about, you know, the history of the organization. We'll do the best we can to get into some depth in programming. We may have to come out, have you come back. But let's talk about the history. And uh, how, first, who's Michael Katakis and how do you end up involved with an organization like this? Well, thank you, Tommy, for having me on. Um, you know, it's funny. You, you don't know why you're in an organization like you are. Sometimes you just end up in, in a situation that's just amazing. And that's really what happened here is that we ended up into an organization that was not really what was planned. Um, I was um, in marketing and advertising all my life. Um, ran a huge firm um, out in Hopog. We had a big building in uh you know, in the Hopog district over there, we had 23 employees, three partners, and huge amount of success. And I couldn't have been more unhappier in my life. You know, it's those times when. Oh, wait, stop one second. You, <laughs> I, I don't want anybody to just like that just went away. Huge amount of success, and you couldn't have been unhappier. You said. Oh, it was the it was some of the worst times of my life. Yeah, when you look back on it, you know, you're striving so much to get to that goal, and when I got to those goals. And we had the success that we had. You know, we were doing four or five million dollars a year in advertising and marketing, and Fortune 500 companies, and in the city and back and forth. It just was, you know, very unfulfilling. And and as I farther I got in there, and the more stuff I bought, and the boats, and all the stuff that I had in my life, none of that was bringing that fulfillment. And I think, you know, we all go through those defining moments. We were talking about it earlier, you know, Tommy, but. The defining moment for me personally and how I got into uh, the world of special needs. Um, and I don't talk about this a lot, but, you know, I'll, I'll share it with you only because we were we hit upon it was my son uh, actually 21 years ago um, was born as a blue baby. He got caught in the birth canal and, um, you know, came out uh, non-responsive and and, you know, the that traumatic time in my life when that happens. You cannot think of anything worse than your child sitting there not responding, you know. So um, he made it through. 
Um, he has uh, developmental delays. At the time, he was diagnosed on the spectrum, which you know we know is not the correct terminology anymore. But um, you know, going through that experience of those those very difficult days turned out to be the most beautiful thing in my life. And I, you know, I, I never give him a lot of credit for all of that, but if it really wasn't for Michael, it's also named Michael. If it really wasn't for Michael, um, we wouldn't be affecting thousands of students and people today. So we were talking about earlier, it is that butterfly effect. It's that one thing that happens that changes your destiny. And I think, um, you know, him, you know, pushing us into uh, SEPTA, pushing us into parent organization, me owning an advertising agency and going, why are you doing an event like that? I'll never forget it. My wife was the uh, vice president and it was a small school district out here in Long Island, Harbor Fields. And um, she was the VP and she's like, you know, we're going to do a little event uh, for fundraising. And I was like, oh, great. You know, what do you guys do? And she's like, oh, we do all of this work and we make about $2,500. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you make $2,500? I'm like, let's go after a little bit bigger of a picture, you know? So we did the marketing, we did the uh, sponsorship kits, we did um, brochures. we got the whole thing, make a long story short. They pulled in about 50 grand at that event. And, and about 2,500 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when I started to then get that second, you know, epiphany of, you know, what marketing and advertising done in the right purposeful way can make a huge difference as well. So, uh, at that event, I met Eric, and Eric Price um, was a was a uh, local artist who lived in Huntington. Um, he uh, was a um, he was a graduate from Harborfield, so he was alum. And I met him. He was selling and auctioning a painting. We did an auction that time, and uh, Eric's like, uh, "What do you do?" And I said, "Oh, I do advertising, marketing." And and I said, uh, "You know, you got really beautiful work here." He's like, you, "You should come down and see what I'm doing at this building. I'm doing a mural in Huntington." At the corner of 25A and Park, um, there was a little gas station. And at that little gas station, Eric was doing a, a painted mural because it kept getting tagged. And I'm like, sure, I'll, I'll stop down. We're going to go to break in a minute, so I want to come back to the story. But it kept getting tagged, meaning graffiti. They were just graffiti. Yep, it was getting graffiti. In the gas station, and they would just kind of, you know, putting graffiti all over. And he would go yeah. over and, and kind of clean it up with this mural. Yep, the owner said, why don't you go paint a mural on it? And they won't do that. And that's exactly what uh, he did. All right, so hold this thought because I don't want us to get deep into this story. Which I good, this story gets good. <laughs> like we got them suspenseful. We're going to keep them. They're listening. They're not going anywhere, Michael. We're going to go to a quick break. Tommy D in the attic with my friend Michael Katakis, Spirit of Huntington. We'll be right back. See you in two minutes. Oh. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. You know you have it the potential for a more rewarding life, a life that matters. But how do you get there? The answer is in a best-selling book by the coach of the successful and wealthy, Ken D. Foster, The Courage to Change Everything, 
daily strategies and wisdom to awaken your hidden genius and transform your life. With this powerful yet amazingly simple daily guide, your future is in your hands. You will be empowered to unlock your potential, bring out your true gifts, increase your wealth, and take your life and business to a new level. Get your life-transforming copy of Ken D. Foster's The Courage to Change Everything by going to couragetochange.us. That's couragetochange.us. Quite frankly, there's no other book like this. Imagine what your life could be like if you had at your fingertips the success principles to create the life you've always wanted. Are you ready to live your dream? Go to couragetochange.us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. It's at it every Friday at 10 a.m. That's my uncle Brendan, Michael. You know Brendan Levy, my buddy, Queen Street? Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you know the story behind that. They used to have a band back in the day called The Goods. And as they got older and they wanted to keep performing, they called themselves Damaged Goods right now. <laughs> so that's a little ditty from my uncle Brendan and Damaged Goods. Oh, cool. All right, so let's jump back into First, I want to cover one quick thing. SEPTA, S-E-T-A. So just for people who might not know, Special Education PTA or Parent Teacher. Exactly. So you're at that you're at this event that was going to be a twenty five hundred dollar you know ticket and it took okay. fifty thousand right which talk about butterfly effect but let's go back to talking about you meet Eric at this event yeah Eric's the, doing the mural twenty five hey guy let's go back to that story so you know when when I ran into him he's like you got to go see what I'm doing on twenty five a and I'm like you know I'm busy I'm running this giant marketing firm I don't got no time for anything again feeling those unfulfilled moments you know but. When I drove to work the next day, I happened to go by that building, and there he is painting on the side of this building, you know? And I'm like, ah, son of a gun. Let me pull in and say hi, you know? And it's like, I'm late. I got coffee. I'm in my suit. I got to get running, you know? But I do the proverbial stop by. I walk up there. He's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, ah, cool. What are you doing? He showed me the mural. And then he opens up the door to this little dingy old garage and says, Mike, my dream is to open up an art school and teach classes here. And I walk into this place. There's no electric, no lights. The the fixtures are hanging down in the middle of the room. There's the giant hole for the pit where the cars go down into. It looks like a bomb went off, dude. And I literally just looked in there and I shut the door. I went, all right, good luck, Eric. Yeah, it looks good. I'll see you soon, you know. And I left. And um, next day I'm driving by. I see that son of a gun out there again. And I, and I blew by him. And then I had a really bad day the following day at work. And I, um, I, I happened to catch him on the way back, and I stopped in. And uh, literally in my, uh, in my you know, dress clothes and all, he's like, why don't you pick up a brush? I went, yeah, I think I need to do that. You know, and again, my, my original passion, this is my theme this year, and I want to share this with your, with your uh, audience, is, is roots. Getting back to those things that matter. Getting back to those roots in your life, getting to the things that gave you purpose in your life, whether it was for kids, whether it was helping out a family member, adults, old people, drawing, painting. You got to connect with those roots. And in my my instance, I was an artist, always was an artist. 
gave that dream up to be a graphic designer, gave a graphic designer dream up to be an account coordinator, gave that up to be an owner, an executive and run a firm. You know what? But I went back. I sat there, put that brush in my hands and I started painting that mural with that guy. And I said, you know what? You can do this and you need some help here. Make a long story short, we got the electric on in about two weeks after that. Uh, my friend Diane paid the electric bill and uh, put some uh, oil in the burner and we had heat. Um, the bathrooms were outside. You had to walk outside to go to the restrooms. But it was the real garage. You know what? And we had three students in that. My son was one of those. Um, he was about 10 years old. And um, ironically, Tommy, and this is just so funny, is that it happened um, on the 10th uh, of January, 10 years ago, that that class happened. And that those three students sat in that cold garage with their jackets on. Eric taught taught him a class about art. And um, here we are 10 years later, and there's 150 students coming through our program every single week. So, you you know, I I can never say in a million years that sitting in that cold, dingy, you know, was it was going to happen. And it really wasn't even about the art. It's never really about. I shouldn't say that. I mean, listen, art is beautiful. I love it. But our mission statement is that, you know, obviously we're nonprofit, but we, we believe that creative expression can transform a life. And it does. We see it every day with special needs and veterans. Those are our two core constituencies that we go, we focus on. And we do that by igniting a passion in their lives. You see, this is why the flame is our logo. This is why we are the spirit, because we try to, Tap into that spirit, tap into those roots, tap into the things that are going to make a difference in someone's life. And that's really what happened in that cold day in, uh, at the garage. Fast forward, what we did is we, um, we stayed there for a couple years um, and we found a new home at the old library in South Huntington. And um, ironically, getting back to the school district, getting back to SEPTA, which is always funny how that was at my little in for special education PTA, we were able to talk to um, the owners. Eric, <laughs> Eric had another vision that we were supposed to be in this giant old library. It was abandoned at the time for about seven years. Uh, Twenty six thousand square feet. He saw this. He said, "We're going." Yeah, he and Eric Price is um, uh, challenged with his own needs. He's overcome a lot of his special needs through art. So he's always been our spokesperson and our, uh, you know, kind of our. Our inspiration, you know, because he his vision and he's got a whole nother story in life that we'll have to share one day. But his vision was to help out people as well. Uh, and he always wanted an art school. Him and his friend, um, you know, got excited about doing an art school. In fact, he lost his friend in 9-11 um, at the Pentagon. He was the only New Yorker that died. Um, and that really was the inspiration for Eric to continue doing teaching. You talk about those defining moments. But he got excited about you know trying to teach and help others. And when Eric saw the building, he's like, Mike, we belong there. And I'm like, Eric, it's 26,000 square feet. We're in a 500, 600 foot garage. You know, where are we going with this dude? Um, ironically, my firm started to collapse. This, the, it was 2000, you know, and, 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 you know, nine, and those things were starting to happen and, and things were unraveling in that world. Um, you know, partners breaking up. Um, so, you know, we were looking to regroup. Um, we got rid of the building at a short sale, all the ugliness that goes on when companies break up. Um, and I took the firm and I asked um, the 
the school district who owned the library if we could come in. Um, and it's unheard of that they would partner up with a for public or a profit company. Um, but I said, listen, I want to come upstairs for my advertising agency. Downstairs, we want to rent out for the charity. Can we come in and, uh, and be a part of it? And we had about six or seven board meetings with the, the Board of Ed. I had to go through everything and you know, really uh, meet with a ton of people to get us to even be in here. And I said, listen, while we're there, we could teach a class to one of the students in, uh, you know, in your school. And he said, OK, let's let's see if we can make this happen. And Dr. Bernardo, who is the superintendent, uh, who's actually uh, retiring this year, he um, he agreed. And we started out with one class there. And then we went to two classes and it went to three classes. And then we finally got to the special needs groups and to the, um, you know, to that that sector that we were going after in life. And that became really, really powerful for us because we were able to really make a connection within the district. You know, I'm sorry, Tommy. Um, We were able to make a connection with the district and make an account. And it was our first big account, you know, with the organization, because now we could work with organizations. We weren't just going to, you know, two or three kids. Now we could get 20 in a classroom. Now we can get to 30 and then 40. And slowly but surely, we started to grow this thing. And then we went to another organization, the Northport VA. And then we went to the YJCC Adler Center. And then we went to the YMCA. And then we started going to all these organizations. And they were either coming to us or we were going to them. And we were still teaching this great program called Artist Comes Alive. What is that program about? So each week we study a different artist. So, you know, this week we're studying Monet. So we learned what Monet was all about, what he or she overcame in his or her life and their challenges. And then we learn a style of art. And then we do a project in that style. And it's great because the students learn a little bit about history. They learn a little bit about art. And we do a project-ish. It's, it's Monet-ish. It isn't exact, you know, but they get, they get the inspiration. You give them some history. We're going to learn about an artist, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then, so, so that's great, right? So we learn something new, right? Then we're going to touch it and feel it and figure out how to implement some of what that art. I, I mean, wow. You know, it, It's powerful. And I've seen students who couldn't say they couldn't draw, couldn't do anything, all of a sudden come out of the shell. And the great thing about it, Tom, it's all about process. It's not about the final product. It's about we're having a blast. I'm doing slideshows. We have music going on. Diane's reading books. I mean, we just, we, we just you know, we blew up into this thing because – it's about the love. It's about the connection. Going back to those three kids that sat in that cold garage, it was always about that. It wasn't always about the art. You know, it's the process. It's the fun. And we started to grow the programs, and they started to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And what happens is after each of these projects, we do it again the next week and the next week. And then we started doing art shows after 10 weeks. And all these people started coming in and we started selling art and they started getting excited. And then corporations started saying, hey, can we bring some of that art into some of our companies? And we started, you know, showing the art of the kids, you know, with special needs. And it it really um, it grew. And the next defining moment really was about five or six years later. My company goes out of business. I pretty much put it out of its misery I was so attached to the organization. I just wanted to come on full time. And, um, you know, three years ago, I made the leap and came on as the full time ED. That's three years. Yeah. And when I came on, um, you know, really the, the salary wasn't there. You know, 
we were talking about this earlier. It's those times in your life when you say, is it a defining moment? You know, when I walked into this with nothing really, um, except the dream of it growing and getting bigger, I realized that you sometimes have to take that leap of faith. And I think these times today, not to jump into the pandemic and everything that's going on, but they are defining moments. There are times when you have to go back to your roots and go, is this something I want to do in my world? Is this something I can help? Because that little bit of help can go really far. It can get to a lot of different people. You know, what you're doing right now in your attic, we were just talking about it. This wasn't what you thought you were going to be doing in your career, you know, but but you know what? You help somebody and that helps somebody and that helps somebody. You know, what you did for our organization, we were just talking about it with the Lindy Lou. And, you know, I know this isn't about you and your greatness, but it is and you're a part of this. I can't go. I'd be remiss not to bring it up if you didn't, you know, if I didn't say it. But Lindy Lou was able to buy computers for our uh, for our team. So that's where we're going to go next when we come back. We're going to yep. come back because that is, first of all, thank you for the, your appreciation and gratitude. But in, in all honesty, that's just really, uh, you know, it, it's the legacy of my cousin. And uh, we, what we wanted to do is make sure that all the dollars that get raised are going to organizations like yours and are making an incredible impact in the community we want to serve, those with special needs, uh, those with IDD. So we're going to go to a break. When we come back, I want you to talk about artworks because I know we were about to get there, and that's what I want. Yeah, it was a perfect segue. I know. We're good at this, man. It's almost like we practice or something. All right, we're going to go to a break. It's Tommy D in the Attic, Philanthropy and Focus, your buddy, the nonprofit sector connector with Michael Katakis. We'll be right back in two minutes. See you soon. Bye. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. 
used to sing that song all the time. They're like, join Tommy in the attic. And I'm like, no, I don't want you to join me in the attic. Get out of here, man. We're trying to do stuff. I'm trying to run a business. I love it. I'm I love to run a podcast. So shout out to the damaged goods, the goods, the Uncle Brendan, the whole thing. Thank you. So, all right, let's go into this. My, I, I absolutely love the spirit of Huntington. I, I love I love you. I love the team. I love what you're doing. I love the impact you're making. But if I love one piece even more than than any other piece of this, it's artworks. So yeah. let's let's just jump into it. Where I, I felt us going down this track, we were evolving, right? We're at the gas station mural, the whole thing, and then we moved to this. So let's talk about artworks. But now we're we're doing our classes. You got to realize these are recreation classes for art, right? Um, the agency folds. Um, I, I leave the upstairs to come down full time downstairs. And, um, you know, when you're in business for 20 something years, you just can't walk away from everything, right? You got friends, you got family, you're helping out. And obviously we were doing a lot of websites and social media and brochures for companies, you know, left and right. But I had a website that I was working on, um, as a family friend. And, um, I had one of the students after class come over to me. I was on my computer He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm working on uh, this website. You know, I'm helping out a friend. And um, he goes, well, let me see. I'm like, no, no, this is very complicated stuff. This is digital art. You can, you, you know, this isn't, this isn't fine art. You know, go back over there and draw and do your thing. You know? No, no, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. So make a long story short. He jumps on. He starts moving things around. He's like, I got this. I can figure this out. And then in minutes, you know, all the bells started going off in my head. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm going to get back into this. And, and I realized that digital design was the next extension because these students were with us for many years. They didn't even know where to go. They were like graduating or going, Mike, what do we do next? And I'm like, I don't know, go to college. But, you know, these guys, not everyone's built for a four-year degree with, you know, math and history. And again, nothing wrong with post-secondary schools that are out there, but they're really not built for special needs. And and these students that we had were were – beyond capable of doing a lot of stuff. They just didn't have the time and attention to give to them. And and we realized that we could make a difference. And we started a class called Artworks, which shows them that they can make a career out of art. They can get a job. Art can relate to working. And we started to teach them digital art. I partnered up with LIU and the professor over there, uh, Pat Avioli, Professor Pat, um, good friends for many years. He came on board. Uh, he's been teaching digital art and design for 20-something years over at LIU. I said, Pat, can you take your program and go from four years to maybe a year, maybe a year and a half, and give them the same experience? He goes, 100%. And we worked for a couple months on the whole curriculum. We updated it, created it, and we started it with three people in the classroom. Again, same three kind of people, you know. They weren't the same three, but that same concept that it starts with a little bit. Right. And those three students started our program and Pat started to teach them. And I started to show them the real world applications of this. You know, how do you how do you take this logo design that you're doing in digital art and turn it into a real job? And that turned us back to our organizations, all those great groups that we were working with, like Cerebral Palsy Association and and Tourette Society, all these groups that we started working with in the school district. And I started knocking back on their door going, Who's doing your marketing and advertising? They're like, I don't know, some company we barely know. Remember, nonprofits and, and advertising, it's a common thing that you always took one or two on. I remember it when I had my big firm. I'd be like, oh, shit, we got to take this nonprofit on and, you know, suck it up. 
And, and, and it was the same feeling. And I went back to those groups and said, I have a special needs advertising agency. Would you be interested in working with us? And they were like, where do we sign up? I've never heard of that. And I said, I don't think anyone's actually done this, you know. And we started to push our students through the program. We started to hire them. And we started to give them employment. So all of a sudden, those same groups that we were teaching art at, they started to become clients of us. And they signed up to the same programs that I used to do with my advertising agency called Synchronicity, which is you develop the the mission, vision, and value, the brand of a company. You build the communication tools, websites, social media, brochures, videos. And then you work those tools to get engagement and do storytelling, which all of our team was really, really good at. It's telling a story. You know, so we started to show them how they could make a career out of this. So let me stop for one second. This is a population that the unemployment numbers are through the roof, right? Staggering. Staggering. 85% pre-pandemic. Right. I heard it's in the 90s now. Of course it is, right? And it's wrong, obviously, but it's inappropriate. But there's this whole piece where the aging out, and I remember this, you know, with my cousin when, you know, she she worked. But what, but there was um, there was just experiences where people they age out of this of the system, quote unquote, and there's no program for them. So you are answering. First of all, look, I, I, if it's not obvious, I freaking love this place. I love what they do. And artworks is like my thing. So you're making an incredible impact. We talk about the ripple effect. You and I were talking about the butterfly effect. Right. I think things I said this probably last week. I just keep tossing these pebbles in the ponds and the ripples. How far are the ripples going from what you're doing, Michael? And we're not going to have enough time to dive into all of it today. But how far? Like, we talked about it kind of in our green room earlier. What were you saying? Like, what you know, the computers, what happens from the computers and where does that all go? So, you know, and I was just using that ripple effect of how all of these organizations. And remember, we're working on purpose-driven accounts. We're working on nonprofits. We're making their mission, vision, and values grow. Listen, could we do car ads? Of course we could. And I have nothing against car ads. I used to do them. But the point is now is I got the special needs team working on real clients with real differences and making a big difference in what they're doing. You know, Tommy and and what happened with, you know, Lindy Lou and you're being able to give us uh, four brand new Mac workstations that these kids were freaking out on. You think that you think they were like it was like Christmas. They couldn't wait to come in. I had to slow everybody down. They're ripping into the boxes. You can't do that. You know? you know, but but the point was is those machines are giving now these students an opportunity to work a lot better because they were on really crappy laptop, old, you know, crap machines. They're now able to work on a logo for, for example, cerebral palsy, one of our accounts. And Cerebral palsy now has a better mission and a better look. And now they're going out and getting more people that they service. And those people are helping other people. You know, again, from one little computer, you gave somebody a job. You gave somebody an opportunity to work on an account. That person's working on an account that's making a difference in that person's life, not to mention all the people that they're helping with that organization. It's 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 mind-blowing when you start to think about how this all is like is is just expanding. Last week, we got three new accounts. I mean, people are calling us up and going, I heard you do this. I was in advertising for 25 years. I never had anybody call me up and go, I need advertising. You know, it's like, <laughs> I, 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 ha- I regret to tell you we're running out of time. And I know. I, here's what I want to I ask you. One, one last quick question. Yep, yep, yep. 
hire some of these folks after they finish the program and then others, you're helping them from a vocational perspective of where they can go. Right. You know, I mean, I think let's cat out of the bag, but I guess we're going to do it now. You know, I've even heard that you're some of these folks may end up working inside of the organizations that are your clients. Right. hundred percent. We've already got commitments from three or four that said when they're done, we're, we want to bring them on. And uh, they're so excited and, and, you know, because now there's a career involved. And even the ones that don't come on full time, Tommy, even if they're here for, for eight hours a week, it's eight hours that they believe in. And they all get your swag, which I wasn't able to give you, but they all get something that says staff. Check it out. I got to get that shirt because that's, that's a prerequisite for being on the show. I got to get a piece of swag. So I love it. So much fun is the, is the thing. The point being is staff, they're part of a team. They have a purpose in life. I don't care if they're working four hours or 40 hours. It doesn't matter. They feel like they belong somewhere. It gives us a purpose. It gives us something to do. We're going to we're gonna close in one minute. So here's what I want you to do for me. Sure. Uh, we got to come back on. We can figure out the details. I know, Vince. Yeah, we'll definitely do it. So how does people who want to learn more about the organization, how do they get in touch? So it's uh, www.spiritofhuntington.com. Again, my name is Michael Katakis. I'm the executive director. Um, we work with students that are as young as, you know, seven or eight to go into the recreation up to 90 years old at the VA. So, you know, we have a big, nice wide gap, uh, gap of ages and, and abilities. Awesome. So it's open I, to all abilities. I, listen, I appreciate you all the time. You're, you're a great friend of mine. Thank you for being here with me. I'm going to bring this show to a close right on. So here's the thing. Connect with Michael. Connect with the Spirit of Huntington. If you can't find him, connect with me. How do you do that? Instagram, TommyD.NYC, TommyD.NYC, T-O-M-M-Y-D, TommyD.NYC. Philanthropy and Focus, that's on Facebook. It's uh, find us on LinkedIn, the whole thing. Focus is spelled P-H-O-C-U-S. And you can always get me at TommyD at PhilanthropyandFocus.com is the email. Here's the thing. These organizations are overlooked, underfunded, and often unrecognized. And my response to that is Philanthropy and Focus. And every week at 10 a.m. here on TalkRadio.NYC, Facebook Live, the whole deal, you'll see us. I am Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector. That's my friend, Michael Katakis. Michael, thanks for being here, everybody. Thank you. You're the best, Tommy. Keep it going, brother. You're doing a great job. Thank you for the opportunity. See you soon, man. Thanks. Bye. Bye, everybody. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. You don't mind relaying the message to her? You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. 
you listeners looking to boost your business why not advertise on talk radio nyc with very reasonable rates interested simply send us a message on our website talkradio.nyc business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.